Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Said Business School, Oxford University, and Kantar, the data insights and consulting company. In each episode, we speak to industry leaders about the big issues in marketing, sharing evidence and inspiration for the future. This episode was... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Recorded live at Can Lions in June 2019. Welcome to Future Proofing Creativity. I'm Jane Osler from Kantar, and today I'm joined by Hasham Tohami, who runs PNG's North America Feminine Care business, and he runs the global Always and Tampax brands as well. And I'm asking him, why are we still talking about brand purpose? So at Kantar, we know that brands with purpose do have a lot higher brand value. So has what purpose means actually evolved? Has it changed over time? It has. It's a very good question, Jane. Um, you know, brands always have to ask themselves, who are they serving, what they will do to serve them, and how they will serve them. And purpose is really about why. Why they're trying to do what they do. Why do they exist? And traditionally, purpose has revolved around a more functional angle of what they do, a problem they solve, or a, meet, or a need that they need to meet better. Um, and over time, that purpose has sort of evolved beyond the functional part of it, into more of why do we exist to make the world a better place? What difference can we make for our consumers? What values do we carry? Um, and this has been an exciting time because it has become re a real differentiator for brands where authenticity and consistency are really important. Okay, and in your role, Hasham, what does it mean about, you know, who, who's the custodian of purpose in your organization for Femcare? Is that part of your role now? And did you know that when you started? Absolutely. It is a part of my role, but I would say that it's also a part of the role of everyone who works on the Always brand um, for multiple reasons. Uh, the first one is we know that consumers are more and more increasingly looking at brands and their values as a differentiator and a selector in their decision making. Um, in fact, I believe the number is 60% of consumers consider the social or environmental mission 
uh, of, their, of the brands in their selection process. And that number just increases when you go into millennials and Gen Z. So we know that the consumers that we serve really, really care about what purpose we embody. Uh, and 35 years ago, always, radio was launched to drive and help girls be confident and do whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and because of how pervasive this is and how weaved it is in the fabric of our brand, um, everyone in the organization really believes in it and carries that mission forward. Now, specifically, there is also a global brand and communications group that are really charged by protecting the integrity of that social impact that we want to drive and enabling our organization around the world to deliver that to our consumers, to partner with key stakeholders, and also to help customers get consumers participating in the programs that we lead. Okay, so it's, it's kind of part of everybody's job then really. Absolutely. It's their responsibility. And um, we know that, you know, centennials, um, particularly younger audiences, um, purpose is a lot more important to them. It's one of their decision-making factors in whether they choose a brand or not. So does that mean you have to communicate differently with younger audiences than you do perhaps with slightly older audiences? Or do you treat them all the same? You have to be relevant to all different types of consumers. Uh, but the essence of what we're standing for is the same. Um, and if I take always, for example, uh, our purpose is really to help girls and women be more confident and so that they can be whoever they want to be. That confidence is a human inside that is relevant to all of our consumers. But when you are considering centennials, how that comes about, the relevancy of it, the media choices that we choose to activate the program, to engage them, and to ask for their participation is definitely different and evolving versus uh, the rest of consumers. Uh, the other thing that we're finding is the more holistic and consistent you are in doing it, the more you will attract and engage more consumers. So I talked about always really purpose being about confidence. That really splits into three submissions. The first one is about helping girls overcome the um, the drop in confidence that they experienced on the onset of you know, the menstruation cycle. Um, and for that we have uh, puberty and confidence education programs that reach more than 18 million girls uh, every year. Um, and we do that in partnership with teachers, with gynecologists and researchers. And of course the medium is more face-to-face. -face. Uh, then the second part of our program is about really ending period poverty, uh, which was incredibly humbling for us to know that one in ten girls miss school because of access to peer protection uh, in places such as the UK, Mexico, Turkey, France, um, and one in five actually experienced the same uh, challenge in the US. So that program is really about activating it to all consumers and with customers so that we can do our part in donations but also help consumers do the same. And just in the past 12 months for example we've been able to donate more than 40 million uh, period products. The, the third and a really important component of the program is destigmatizing what is it like to be a girl and to be told that you're doing things like a girl. Um, and that program has had an incredible, tremendous impact um, on girls and women. And the activation there has been very grassroots uh, driven. 
Okay, and tell us a little bit more about that activation. Maybe give some examples, maybe from one country. Sure. So what does end period poverty look like? You know, you've given donations, but who are you giving to them to and what's happening with them? Sure. Mm. Um, an example has been uh, our, you know, recent efforts in the UK, um, as well as in the US and in China. And perhaps I'll pick China. Um, um, uh, a very interesting insight in China, and that is, the, you know, the, the population um, is migrating from rural to urban. Um, and as a result of this migration where parents seek more opportunities in bigger cities, what has happened is many of them leave their young daughters for someone in a village or a town to care for. Um, and what is really challenging is not only do those girls have to um, deal with the changes that they're going through biologically, um, deal with having their first period, but they're having to do it on their own in many cases when their moms are not around. Mm -hmm. uh, so the program that we have in China for multiple years now is really uh, connecting with what we call left behind girls um, uh, in a way that is authentically driving that education that they need, but also the care that they need. So always goes around to those areas um, and leads an education program for them. Uh, but at the same time, we also um, work with their moms to write letters and send messages of care and kindness to their daughters when they're passing through that period. And it has been a, a great program that has had tremendous impact um, on our consumers, on the girls, and obviously on, on always ability to connect with them. And do you Yen, use, use some of those materials in your ongoing communications, like the things that the mums are writing to the girls? Is that something that then you amplify somehow? Absolutely. Mm. And every year there is International Women's Day, and it's a very important day in China uh, and around the world. Yeah. So in China, for example, we use that day as an opportunity to provide access of period products to those girls in addition to the education. And we amplify on social media uh, the messages of care uh, and championship that really not only their moms but their consumers are really our consumers are are feeling um, and we activate that globally in, in many money markets um, and this kind of speaks to the fact that you know marketing campaigns aren't just one-off big burst kind of activities anymore they have to be invested in as ongoing programs mm -hmm. is that how PNG sees purpose-led marketing you're absolutely right mm -hmm. um, you know if you really want to be true to your purpose uh, intentionality and consistency is key and our consumers around the world now are so discerning that you will they will spot if it's done for commercial reasons yeah or it's done as one-off. Uh, so again, if we use always as, as an example, our whole advertising campaign is about confidence. Uh, throughout the year, we have an ongoing effort with 65 partners globally to provide period access. Uh, we activate our school uh, puberty and confidence education program in more than 75 countries. We work with um, half a million professionals in delivering it. Um, and even our destigmatization program, Like a Girl, it's an always-on campaign where we also invite our big customers to amplify it and activate it at least once or twice a year. So it's that consistency um, that really has 
one, made us raise the bar every time we do it, has made us be able to work with more stakeholders that are more vested in the program, uh, and most importantly, have helped us you know, make a profound impact. Now, it's still too early. We have a lot more to do. Mm-hmm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. And how do you, how do you judge whether it's working or not? Like, you know, are you judging girls' confidence? You know, are you are you measuring that, or are you measuring, you know, awareness? And what are what are your key metrics? Absolutely, uh, we are uh, measuring them uh, through multiple vehicles. The first one is tied to our mission: is how are girls feeling before and after? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for example, uh, after our school program education is administered. We know that more than 80% of the girls t- believe that they are more confident as a result of the education that they've received. And actually more than 70% of them believe that they are able to talk about puberty and the changes that they're experiencing more than before. Hmm. Um, like a girl, which was really um, a very important milestone in making sure that we destigmatize periods. Um, and also what is it? What does it feel like to be a girl? Um, that like a girl statement used to be only 19% um, used to believe that it's a positive statement. Okay? And after the program, more than 76% believe that it's a positive statement and it actually means the amazing thing to do things like a girl. So you've redefined the, the, Absolutely. the term. Yeah. So that's one vector of how we measure it. The second one, obviously, is the equity, the reputation of our brands, and the commercial uh, success that it delivers Um, and to give you an example since we've activated uh, that program in the US uh, you know always has contributed to driving more sales for our customers but also contributed to driving more sales and 4% share for for the brand so purpose and commercial success are really not mutually exclusive yeah they they seem to go hand in hand and does that mean then that if you're fundamentally doing the same kinds of activities in a rolling program in a whole load of different mar- markets that your marketing strategies can't really change year on year or your creative expression of that can't really change? It sounds like you'll need to do similar things all the time. Hmm. Yes and no. <laughs> um, I believe what needs to stay consistent is your purpose, what you really stand for. Because the more authentic it is, the more tied to the fabric of what you really do, the more of an extension it is to what problem you solve. 
the more genuine and also the more you're going to be able to deliver it uh, with excellence. So I talked about confidence. That component does not change. Okay. Uh, the second thing that does not change is really focusing on making sure that we amplify and drive more and more conversations and participation in the cause. What changes is exactly how we're going to connect with our consumers who are rapidly changing, having new preferences um, from a demographic and a sociographic standpoint. Uh, and obviously media habits are constantly evolving, so the vehicles with which we deliver it will change. The second thing I would say is it's very important that when you're activating these programs that you start with what is happening in these countries and markets. What are women and girls experiencing? Um, and to give you a, a very quick example, uh, our activation in Saudi Arabia uh, is different than the China example that I gave. In Saudi Arabia, it's a very exciting time for girls and women there, where they have more freedom to choose, um, and they are doing things for the first time that no girl or woman have done in their families. And that's where we use that insight to champion those generation of firsts who are doing things for the first time. Um, and we didn't only do it from what faces the consumer, but also behind the scenes. So uh, we launched a campaign in Saudi Arabia where all of the creative crew and production crew were all women. Um, and that is just a reflection of another thing uh, which we call Fempowerment that Always is very keen to do, which is 73% of Always uh, creative productions uh, in the last 12 months have been shot by female directors. So those are a few examples of how you walk the talk and make it very pervasive um, in everything that you do. Yeah, so it's more than just a surface treatment. It's, it's deep, it's ongoing, Absolutely. and it involves everybody within the organization. And at P&G more generally, um, do you believe that every brand can have a purpose? Absolutely, and they do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm using always as an example, given my uh, role and responsibilities, but there are many, many brands that have purpose, um, have started the journey many, many years ago, yeah. um, the same or even longer than always. Um, and it really comes from a deep conviction um, that we want to be not only a force for growth, but we want to be a force for good. Okay. Um, and it's very pervasive across the brands. And it's also very much enabled by our chief brand officer, um, Mark Pritchard, who really believes that we need to be very intentional about weaving human insights uh, and diversity in everything that we do. So that we evolve the role advertising has. And given the influence that we directly or indirectly have um, in reaching our consumers, that's a good thing. Do you think that every brand has to have a purpose which changes society or changes views or can brands have a purpose which is something a bit lighter touch like you know being nice or kind or something mm -hmm. does every brand have to do something really deep and fundamental i believe every brand needs to pick a purpose mm -hmm. that is an extension of what they really do um, their consumers really care about and that they are committed and I underlined the word committed to drive for years and years to come. Mm. Um, it can be lighthearted um, or it can be more deep. Mm. Okay. And that implies also that the commitment from senior management and the investment needs to be long term rather than just this is what I need this year to achieve this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise it would not work. Yeah. Um, 
you know, as I said, consumers are very discerning. And frankly, as the bar keeps on rising, they're also getting more suspicious right. of, you know, lip service purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a good thing because it drives a, a higher standard of excellence for everyone. Uh, and ultimately it drives better um, impact for the society and culture in which we live. And does it depend on things like distribution as well? So you can you can have all the purpose you want, but mm -hmm. if people can't access your products, mm -hmm. let alone whether they can afford them or not, how, how do you make sure that that goes right through to distribution, for example, of your products? Um, it really, really is absolutely key that access and distribution plays a critical role. Yeah. Now, traditionally, um, you've had to rely on either the retail environment mm -hmm. or NGOs that you're collaborating with yeah. to, to, to make the products reach you know, those consumers. Uh, the internet is actually providing other means today to be able to do that. And what we're realizing is not only are big brands trying to lead with mm -hmm. purpose, but a lot of startups are doing the same. Yeah. And in many cases, it's actually the true differentiator uh, versus innovation or product um, um, dimensions. Okay. Um, and they're using the internet, mm. uh, direct to consumer, yeah. um, and consumer tribes to do that. So you've got to keep an eye on everything, really. Absolutely. I think we have to wrap up now, sure. but um, thank you for joining us. Uh, remember, you can listen to every episode and more on the Future Proof podcast from Kantar Inside Business School, Oxford University. Just search for Future Proof on your podcast platform or visit uk.kantar.com slash podcast. And thank you very much, Hashem. Thank you, Jane. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. episodes and more information visit uk.cantar.com or oxfordfutureofmarketing.com please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe within your podcast app so you know when new episodes are released thank you